mics are hot. Hot, hot. Hot, hot. Hat. That's how they say it in the Midwest. Hat. 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 I had a PE teacher who would say soda. For what? For soda. Soda? Soda. (laughs) Really? And they said he was from Minnesota. Oh, interesting. I thought they called it pop. I don't know how far pop stretches because uh, Chicago, okay. they use soda a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. They use soda in, in Chicago. He would call it a soda. Yeah. He was like about like fitness. Uh-huh. This guy would do like track commercials. OK. Too, like for McDonald's and stuff. legit. Like legit. He was and he was a he was when he was younger, he was like an Olympic level athlete. OK. So he was all about fitness and stuff. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But for some reason, he gave kids soda <laughs> when they did something good. And he and, and like. Yeah, you RPE was very, very primitive. All we did was really run a lot of laps. You guys didn't play sports of any kind? Every once in a while we did. But a lot of the times he just had us run laps. And for every lap that you or like it was every four laps that you ran, Uh you would get a stamp on your PE shirt. Okay. And for every stamp that you got, he would give you a soda. <laughs> and Interesting. Was, and it was so it still didn't motivate us to run, but of course not. That <laughs> yeah. candy might, yeah. right? And a, yeah. a bag of M and M's or something. But I was but. always surprised by that. It's like you're supposed to be healthy, but you're giving everybody soda. But anyway, welcome to 91 Octane. Welcome. I am John. I'm Randy. And on today's episode, of course, we cover your headlines. We talk about Button Willow going on our track day this mm-hmm. this weekend, and cover a row report but first let's start with some headlines so the toyota supra from the fast and furious one and i guess it was using two yeah auctioned yes so you saw the the price the final closing price uh half a million half a million bucks yeah uh it's an automatic tt uh super tt mm-hmm. i believe um completely stock except for the aesthetics which is the, we know the bomex kit right right um trd hood you know, orange paint and some graphics on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it worth half a million? Is it like the uh, what movie car is worth half a million? And is this one one of those? I don't think so. Would you say well, that? Well, here's the thing. Okay, so the death of an artist adds value, absolutely, right, to absolutely. anything in history that has right. always been the case. A lot of art um, artists or whatever painters mm-hmm. didn't really become famous until they passed away. Yes. Um. But is it worth half a million dollars? I don't think so. I think uh, I think the art collector game is coming into the car scene. Right on. Where yes. it's not about the price of the car anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about the how. Story. Not necessarily the story, but like how can I avoid taxes or <laughs> how can I launder money? Oh, you know? that's what you're saying. Yeah. Do you play pay capital gains if your art piece is worth uh, – you sell it and you get an increase? Uh, well, you probably don't know because we're not yeah, art you, collectors. No, you, you oh, you do, do right? You do. Okay. You, you're, you're, you have to pay taxes, but okay. like the when the when the item – doesn't cost that amount of money. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't I, I can't remember off the top of my head what what the game was. OK, but basically you take something that's not worth that money. Mm-hmm. You buy it from somebody for let's, uh, you know, one hundred thousand dollars. Sure. And then you take it to an appraiser who then who's your homie. Yeah. And then he values it at five hundred thousand. Sure. So then you go to the auction and you sell it for five hundred thousand ah. dollars. You're essentially, you know, 
$400,000 richer. Nice. Um, That's the game. That it's sort of sort of like that, right? right? That's not, you know, there's a lot there's a whole complicated game behind that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just feel like it's like why? Why pay half a million for this car? I don't understand. Well, I'll argue on the other side of it. Okay. This put the Supra on the map for people. I would say or on the uh, on the map for the masses. Okay, yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. Cuz let's also state that the NSX of equivalent everything does not have the same widespread um fame. Right, right. The yeah, it's not a meme. Yeah. It's not a meme. The Supra is a meme. The Supra is and I would argue the Supra gained value earlier than the NSX did. Now they're at par, I'd say. Right. They're about 70 to 80k for a 100k miles manual version. Right. In clean condition. Um well, the Supra might be a little bit more now. But nonetheless, um that's where I would say like it really flipped things for the Supra. Otherwise, the Supra might have just been like the Mach, Mark III Supra yeah. that nobody really cared about. Right. Um, but, yeah, half a million. I mean, was the original Aston Martin from the Goldfinger movie Yeah, half a million in your eyes? No. But it is an Aston Martin versus it's a, a – uh, cl- it's a um, – an exotic it's level a high, yeah, car. Yeah, it's a higher caliber car, but Correct. This is like Mustang territory. This car's in Mustang territory. You're right. You're Mustang right. GT. Yeah. Like right, you, the Supra. if you can get I mean you can get an automatic for fifty K, for forty K, yes. you mm-hmm. know? Like mm-hmm. so you're paying ten times what the car is actually worth. Yes. And I mean, look, it's obviously worth that as someone who's willing to pay it. I just don't think that they're I believe that there's some funny business going on. Oh, okay. Okay. Especially with the recent, you know, the that purple R34 that sold on Bring a Trailer. For like 300K? Yeah. Those are going up there. They are not to 300K? That's a that's, very special purple. It's a factory color that it was super rare. I, I think that's It's insane. a rare. And yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's just like the R34 is completely out of reach for us. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's what it basically yeah, is. For, yeah. It like, sucks. We're more likely to have an R35. Yes. Than a an thousand R34. percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's it's unfortunate. But anyway, let's get into our next headline. Buy a Benz, Randy, and you get complimentary identity theft. Identity theft. <laughs> theft. 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 Identity protection? theft. Uh, so apparently Mercedes-Benz had oh. a data breach. Yes. Um, that leaked very sensitive company information. What uh, information? Uh, email addresses, phone numbers, driver's licenses, social security numbers, credit card information, self-reported credit scores, and date of birth. Wow, the what full else do you need? You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow, like, like you have everything you need. You can even look at the list and say, okay, this person has a bomb credit score. This person has a bomb. Let, we're yeah, selling, yeah, we're selling yeah. these. Yes, you know. Oh wow, and I was like, damn, man. And so they're blaming a vendor, right? Okay, which okay, I guess maybe true. Could it be is true. probably true. Yeah. Um, but apparently, the vendor's cloud storage was inadvertently made accessible. Okay. So it sounds like they're saying that this wasn't even a hacker. Yeah. They literally just left it open for someone to find. Yes. Which that sucks. And Mercedes-Benz said, quote, one would need knowledge of special software programs and tools uh, to access the information. Which to me. That's bullshit. 
Yeah, you know, like bullshit. why wouldn't like I would honestly I would expect a statement like the information's encrypted. Yeah. Right. 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 So right. I'm, I'm actually guessing that it's not. No, it's probably not. It's probably just like a zip file. Exactly. <laughs> with a password on it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's basically what the code is. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is they're pretty, cryptic words. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's so I was thinking I was that's crazy. And they're giving any affected individual who had sensitive information breached a complimentary two year subscription to credit monitoring service. <sighs> I've gotten that before. Have yes, you? Yes, with uh, the Equifax. Yes. Yeah. yeah the Equifax yeah, breach. Yeah. yeah, I got. And that it's too. just frustrating because oh, it's like another yeah. password to remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't use it. Yeah, I mean, you, I have other credit monitoring stuff. Right. Uh, it comes with a lot of banks now too, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it's uh, wow. That's yeah. So Mercedes Benz, and I mean that's a good get if you are a person looking for you know identities to. To thieve, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Mercedes mm-hmm. Benz, like okay, yes. you know, there's a lot of money going in that Absolutely. area. Absolutely, wow. And Mercedes is just like, here, let take every single piece of information you need <laughs> about these people. And all they got uh, in return was a credit monitor, a credit monitoring for two years that they probably won't use. Wow. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You needed another reason to hit Mercedes, but anyway, the next headline. So, the track rat Corvette, Randy, is lagging it. What is I don't the know the Z06 okay. the C8 Corvette had uh-huh. been announced that would be released this year and it's not it's been delayed 2 years wow so it won't release until 2023 okay and they're saying it's for two reasons one the demand for the regular Corvette it's is so high. high enough yeah, that they're, they're like why yeah, you know that makes sense what's the point a little bit and right and then the pandemic related issues obviously right that, right they might want to settle it down, too, because I'm guessing they're going to have to pay kind of sky high prices for a lot of the materials that you're using. Oh, for these cars. Oh, right. So waiting another two years might let that settle so mm-hmm. that they can because I mean, they they seem to want to price these competitively for what they are, which is what in the 100K range or under. Uh, I don't know what they're pricing the Z06 at, but the regular one is like 70, right? Like 60 or 70 typically, which is such a steal. Yeah, exactly. Man, when you say those numbers. And you think of like an M. Yeah. You're like, dude, more car than an M. In oh, a yeah. From oh, a sports sure. car perspective, right? Yeah. From like. No compromise. If we're talking, if we're talking like pure flex. Yes. You're getting way more flex for dollar. Right. On, on, on the Corvette. Right. For sure. Right. Especially now with the Bucktooth M cars. Yeah. And they're yes. getting so expensive. Yeah. I think the last like 60, 70 K M car was the E90 uh, trim. Okay. From there on, it's all been more expensive. Okay. So you, you it, it'd be cheaper for you to buy a Corvette. Yeah, and you get so much for it. But it's not the ultimate driving machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why we see a lot of Corvettes as a track, right? Yeah, the for C7s. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and on yes. the street, too. Yes. But anyway, if you wanted your Z06, you're going to have to wait until 2023. Not a huge deal. Not a surprise. Yeah, not a surprise. I mean, apparently people don't care because the demand for the regular one is high enough. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But, you know, I'm interested. The ones that they show, the Z06s, look so nice. Well, I have I haven't seen it. Is there yeah, previews? There on, are online? some previews online and okay. the articles for that stuff. But it's something like it's like mm, if if I was into wild, you know, cars, uh-huh, which I you're might, not. I'm not. I might consider it, though. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Ah, very but nice. anyway, let's move into our next headline. And this is sort of in the same mid engine vein. I don't know if you heard this, Randy, a mid engine stinger. 
Kia Stinger. Kia Stinger has been spied in Korea. A mid-engine mid-engine Kia Stinger. Kia Stinger. Um, it's it was rumored that Hyundai would have like an an uh, N-line halo car. Yes, that was supposed to be mid-engine. Okay, a lot of people thought it would be the Veloster N would get reworked to be a mid-engine car. Okay, um, and now it's looking like the Stinger is the one that's getting reworked into a mid-engine car. Um, I think it would probably be released under Hyundai if it's the Hyundai N-Line car. So it wouldn't okay. be a Kia Stinger because we ha- I haven't seen any news about the Stinger getting a new version. You're right. Right? And yeah. Kia is not really in that game, it seems. They tried with a Stinger. It looks it, great. It seems yeah. like a good package, but it's just not appealing to enthusiasts but it seems yeah i mean but if they came out with a mid-engine option what do you think that would do for them it would make it more interesting but it would only be another blip in the news and yeah i think so too i mean i think it'd be better i think it'd be bigger for hyundai to do something like this than kia but aside from the veloster they don't race and do they race in nascar they don't race in nascar right Mm, i don't do they have any big car like gt level cars that they or Lines that they raise. I thought there was an Optima. Was there? Yeah. Oh, in uh, in NASCAR. In NASCAR. I, I I might be mixing things up there. Okay. Um, but yeah, they don't have a huge presence. But w- we know that Hyundai is trying to make that push. And to do what they need, racing, I guess, is my point. Ultimately. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for they need sure. to be competing with it, and that kind of gets us revved up to, yeah, to buy for something. Sure. Like that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It ha- I mean, that's kind of the formula for selling these type of cars. Right. 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 But I mean, it's pretty cool that you know Korean manufacturers are not getting into very creative spaces with their games. Yeah, totally. I agree. Uh, there is not. I didn't see any NASCAR for Kia, but. They do some road racing with the Optima. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know that they, they do regular. They have definitely have race cars always posted up. When like Kia of America makes it to any meets or oh, okay. when they had their own Kia Fest or whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. they had like fully built race cars there <laughs> right. too. But uh, this, the, it it still doesn't move the needle too much for me. I okay. guess I would say about Kia. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. I I'd like to see it. Yeah, because I. The the C8 Corvette, it's nice. Yes. But I prefer the C7. Yes. I think the mid-engine move changed it a little bit for the worse for me. Okay. Not in performance, but in looks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm interested to see, because I do like how the Kia Stinger looks, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what the look is going to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's camouflage. You can't really see. The only way people see is because of the air intakes are con- cut out in the back. Right. In the pictures. On the side of yeah. the uh, But, I mean, it's already testing, so, I want, you know, it's interesting to see when it comes out. Yeah, it seems like it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, we're happy to have any performance vehicles oh, for sure. yeah. out there, especially ICE, right? Yeah, since exactly. That seems to be dying. Yeah, and it's interesting that they're still – it's cool that companies are still developing those cars. Yes. Because it seems like it's around the corner that ICE is not going to be exactly uh, in the major manufacturer workbook. Right, because the V8s are going away, too. I think we talked about yeah, that yeah, uh, right. some episodes ago. Yeah, right? All the yeah. V8s are going away yeah, for all the muscle cars. Is, is is killing everybody. So it's like the swan song of ICE vehicles. Yeah, It seems right. like. Yeah, hopefully not, but it does seem that way. Yes. But anyway, our last headline, so – 
One of my greatest fears when buying a car, and this is sort of an irrational fear, right? When you're driving at home, you're afraid that, you know, something's going to happen to it. You hope you don't crash it, right? Mm -hmm. That's always a fear of mine when I buy something new. Yes. Uh, but what's a worse scenario than that? Uh, not even getting to drive it. Yes. <laughs> Bingo. All right. Because <laughs> I know uh, what you're leading into. Oh, my God, dude. I saw this story. So a seller uh -huh. crashed an Acura Type R. Yes. After Integra the, Type R. Oh, Integra. Yeah. Acura Integra Type R after the auction on Bring a Trailer had closed yes. for $51,000. Right. On this car. Yes. So the user, which is uh, Swindy74. Uh-huh. Uh, bought, you know, won the auction. Yeah. 50K for the yeah, Integra. Yeah, $51,000. Mm -hmm. Several hours after the auction ended, uh, the same user posted, uh, the seller took out the car and wrecked it tonight, so looks like no one is getting it. Damn. Dude, that sucks. Like, for, it's it double sucks. Yes. Right? Because one, I sort of get it, you know, like, if you have an accurate, an accurate integrity type bar and you're selling it mm -hmm. and then the auction closes. Yeah. I'm going to take it out for one last drive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you right. know, it's like, OK, you know, it's been cool. Like it's a special car. Mm -hmm. He's selling it for whatever reason. Hopefully it wasn't for, you know, a significant need. Yes. And then he wrecks it and it's totaled. Absolutely totaled. Yeah. It's I mean, it's already on the Carfax report. Uh, it reads sideswipe collision that damaged the front and the rear and that all the airbags were deployed. Nice. So that car is done for. Mm. And you saw the pictures. I did see the pictures. Okay. Yes. And the good thing is for the buyer, uh, bring your trailer is going to refund everything, including the fees. Yeah. I mean, I rolled my eyes, but that's not what he wanted. Exactly. He wanted like, the car. He wanted the car, but at least he's whole. True. That's the, true. The that's seller, true. on the other hand, had $51,000 in his pocket as he yeah. was driving this Integra Type R, yep. wrecks it, and sees 51 k and his car, although that is the 51 k right. go up in smoke. Yes. Man, that would kill me. That would definitely hurt a lot more than brand new. Oh, for sure, man. Because it's a special car. It's yeah. rare now. Yep. Very rare. Yeah. Um, Shit, it's worth 50K. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, man. Uh, I feel bad for both parties. I think that's probably the resounding feeling for everybody, right? The car community yeah. shed a tear. I mean, the internet's not going to care about the seller, right? Cuz usually right. They, they find someone to villainize and they find True. someone to, you know, to it, make the hero. Has the that story. been the case? The seller kind of um, got burned I haven't a really seen a lot of the communication okay. um on that with that um but that's usually the way the internet goes. True. I feel definitely feel bad for both cuz yeah. I get it, man. Yeah, for sure. Like I would I would have taken that drive. I don't know, you know, I don't. I would have been a little more controlled because it's yes. not mine at that point. Right, right. But damn, that sucks. So we have one less Integra Type R out there, out there on the street. Mm -hmm. So at least he's uh, added value to the other ones. He there. definitely has. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure the wolves have been asking, "When's the part out?" Because yeah. I want the chairs. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, man. Right. And I hope he had it insured. 
Yeah. Do you insure through regular insurance for your cars? Or do you have you I gone do. like Haggerty and I've all never special? done Haggerty. Okay. I could, I could probably do Haggerty for the and the for 36? the E thirty six. Yeah. But I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, because I Haggerty also insures track weekends. Yes. So I could do that. Instead oh, of paying, right. Because their normal insurance it's actually very cheap, and that's. You pay for classic car insurance yes, or whatever, yes. and so it's a lot cheaper. But I don't think that covers track days. Oh, so you might as well do the track as, days, yeah, because that's probably when I'm gonna wreck. Yes, I also don't get that insurance though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. I thought about it the first time I went out. Yeah, but I didn't. I mean, it's, it's it's like two hundred bucks or a hundred bucks or something, right? It's a hundred to two hundred bucks depending on the track and your car or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's also like. I don't know. I'm 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 probably tempting fate. I'm hesitant to say it. Yes. Because I don't want to jinx myself, but yes. at the same time like I've spun out a lot. Yeah. You know, I've lost true. a bumper already uh and it's just it didn't cost me a lot. Mm. So I think it makes more sense if you don't work on your own car to get something like that. Uh obviously if the car gets totaled, then at that point I'm screwed. Right. The whole value of the car is gone. But with an insurance like Haggerty, everything would be protected, including like everything I'd put into the car would yes. be accounted, accounted for, too. With the receipts, you yeah, would get seats, covered. roll cage, everything. Yeah, you just need to show proof. Exactly. Of you show hide. proof that you bought it. Ah, Does Offrups <laughs> purchase this count? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think if you could prove it. Hmm. I, I wonder. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's all there, so maybe. Any, yeah, okay. But, yeah, it's just I should. But we don't. But we don't. If yeah. it was a Porsche 911 GT3, we would. I don't know. You wouldn't do a, a – tr- if you did a track day with a new Porsche 911 GT3 like we've seen. Yeah. You wouldn't get the track day insurance for like – well, let's say it's 1000 Okay, smart money would say yes. Yes. And if I'm afford – if I can afford a Porsche GT3, mm. I can afford Haggerty insurance. Yes. But, I mean, you, I guess you can take the kid out of the third world, but you can't take the third <laughs> yeah, world out right. of the kid. You know? Right, right, right. I'm still kind of like – trying to cut out as much as I can so I can keep money in my pocket. Sure, sure. So I might just on that alone uh-huh. not buy it. If I'm uh-huh. being honest with myself. Okay, okay. You know? Okay. We'll see when you get your Porsche G Yeah, we'll see when I get it. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> Whenever yes. that is. Like yes. Eight eighty years from now. Correct. All right. But let's get into our next segment. Ninety one Octane went to Button Willow yesterday. More specifically, you did. I John. did. Yeah. The car 191 went uh, for its second trip to Button Willow mm-hmm. um, with uh, Speed SF. Yes. So their event was called Beat the Heat. Okay. Track day. Not Beat the Meat. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's out in the paddock just whacking it. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it so was immature. A, a beat the <laughs> <laughs> beat the heat, man. Uh-huh. Don't scold yourself, Randy. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, and uh, when I signed up for the track day, I really thought it was just the name. Okay. Because it was going to be so hot. Mm-hmm. 
And it turns out when they send the schedule out that what they did is they moved the track day earlier. So it would it started at 6 a.m. Damn. Yeah. You mean you're on the track at 6 a.m.? Well, we were on the track at 7. Okay, so and you had to meeting, check in, driver's driving. meeting, everything at 6 a.m. Do they do inspection or no? So that's the interesting part about this organization. Okay. So I got up at 2.30 in the morning. Fuck. Uh, to get there. I get there at 6. I do the drive. They have drive-through check-in. Okay. And what you do is you have to take uh, – you, you do your driver's meeting. You have the option to take your driver's meeting on YouTube. Oh, really? Prior to going to the track. Is it live? No. Oh, okay. No, okay, no. Okay. It's, uh, it's just a recorded video. Nice. And then you have to take a test. And you have to pass that test a hundred percent. Oh, and then you turn it when you do the drive through, Uh you show them your signed waiver and you show them the exam results Mm -hmm. and then you're good to go. Okay. The reason why I got that early because they put a tech inspection sheet on their site. Uh huh. So I wanted to make sure the car was in good order, whatever. Uh, So I get there, I'm working on the car, whatever. And I'm like, Where's tech inspection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm looking everywhere. There's, there's really nothing available. Turns out that there was no tech inspection. Nice. I think by signing the waiver, you're sort of agreeing that you've done your own. Okay. Um. So that was a little weird. And mm-hmm. then I get there. Um. And we were supposed to get garage six. Mm-hmm. But when I get there, there's a bunch of like what looks like like eighteen to twenty year olds. And like Ferrari shooting brakes, Porsche GT3s. Okay. Uh, I mean, brand new looking cars. Oh wow, Asians. And yeah, crazy rich Asians. Crazy rich Asians. Sure. Okay. It looks like you know they're. It. I mean, and they're. You know how like I don't know. Feel like obnoxious rich people have this way about them. They do. Very loud. Very. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all revving in the in the paddock. Oh, like wow. the Ferraris, like revving in the paddock. They've got like uh, cracks and burble tunes on the Ferrari. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, wow. That's and weird. I'm just like, I'm like, fucking shit, man. Really? Uh-huh. And and they're in front of Garage Six. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh hell yeah! When Jaime comes, he's gonna get that garage. We get to kick him out. Mm-hmm. But. Bunt Willow end up double booking us on that garage and gave it to them, even uh, though Jaime had already registered. Okay. So I'm like, ah, fuck. So we get stuck outside uh-huh. in this huge heat. It's so hot. Luckily, we had shade from one of the buildings that we were kind of like huddling under. <laughs> but it was so damn hot yesterday. Okay. So it's finally our first session. Um and the advanced group goes out first at 7 a.m., promptly at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. It just the the vibe of the event just feels a lot less professional mm. than when we would go to a NASA event. Sure. Sounds like it you already. You see people pulling mats, but you don't see anyone checking tire pressures. You don't see anyone torquing lug nuts. You don't see anyone doing any of the normal race car stuff that you see at a NASA event. Uh huh. So it seems like there's a lot of beginners, but then I'm looking at bracelets and I know all the colors. Yeah. And I'm like, these are all like, they're all signed up for advanced groups. 
Because they have fancy cars? I could, uh, yeah, probably because they have fancy cars. Okay. So the first session goes out, and an MR2 in the middle of that – MR2 Spider in the middle of that session loses a hub and uh, flips totally wrecked. I mean completely destroyed the car. The ambulance is going out to the to the track. They uh-huh. shut down the session, and they have to tow the car off the track on a flatbed. Shit. And I'm like, damn. Uh-huh. <laughs> if this is a sign of things to come, like, yeah, yeah. I'm already feeling like nervous about the level of preparedness that I'm seeing out on the paddock. Uh huh. And uh-huh. I know I'm, I'm being the judgmental guy, but these are the things that you look for, right? Absolutely. I just don't want to. I want to make sure I'm prepared for whatever I'm going to see once I'm on the track. Yes. And what I'm afraid of is like, okay, I'm not going to be able to pass because. None of these people are going to be driving predictably, right? Yes. Which is what we see in NASA, right? They teach lines. They teach how to how to make sure that people know or make sure that you're aware, make sure that you're making other people aware of yourself. Yeah. And there's really none of that here. And the driver's meeting, I mean, if you look at the YouTube video, it really doesn't go into major detail about the day, right? Shit. It's just kind of like these are the flags. Make sure you get those right. Then you're done. It doesn't go into detail about where to meet. Doesn't go into de- there's no downloads right to discuss how the session went. Uh huh. Um, it doesn't really go into in a detail about lines and how to drive mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so it's finally my turn. Twenty minutes later, oh no! Then it's uh, Hyman's session. I signed up for the middle session. Okay. Then there was an advanced two session for a little slower cars, and that was Hyman's session. Mm-hmm. So Hyman from Race, Race FF Pod goes out to his session and and. I hadn't noticed the last time I went, but Bunt Willow's a very probably the best spectator track. Oh, okay. You can see everything. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, even from the ground. Wow. Like, you don't have to be high up. And so we I we go out there with uh one of his other friends, John, mm-hmm. to take a look at what he's doing, and he's stuck behind some slow ass BRZs. And on the front straight, I mean, I'm hitting probably like one oh eight in the front straight and you're seeing this brz's going down at maybe 40 50 miles an hour really that's slow in an advanced group bro what the heck? i mean like uh uh you've seen uh Hyman's si right yes I mean, it's the fa yeah it's not five. like it, it's not a crazy fast car but and i own that car yeah right but he's so flying past these uh, guys okay on the okay. straight yes yes and i'm like man like this is dangerous okay you know these people should not be out in that group mm-hmm. so it took him a while to kind of shake off you know the 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 people that were lagging him. And then after that, he kind of hit his stride sure. and he had, he hit his goals for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, he had not breaking past the two Oh nine up until that point. So he wanted to break past that mm-hmm. and he broke into the sevens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was two Oh seven three. And so then finally it was my turn uh, for my session. So now I'm nervous. I'm like, God oh, crap. What am I going to get out there? Yep. What's going to, what's going on? And it already at seven forty. It was already like felt like it was a 90 degree weather, man. Yeah, it was hot. I'm sweating in my helmet before uh, going out to the track. Uh-huh. I'm like, it's this is not comfortable, but mm-hmm. whatever. We're going to the track. So mm-hmm. I go into grid and there's no gridding like they make one announcement. Right. They don't even say like five minutes for yellow group. because I was yellow group. 
Um, it was going to immediate, uh, immediate, uh, uh, or attention yellow group immediately come to the pits and grid up or whatever. So we go up and as soon as we get there, they're waving you in onto the track, onto just go. the track, just go, just go. And I'm like, okay, whatever. That's fine. So get on the track, start filling things out. I'm feeling a little more comfortable, but, and my goal was to get under 210. Okay. Um, competitive times are probably for my group and TT five. If I want a podium, it's under two five. Mm-hmm. Right. But this is my second time at Bunt Willow. Mm-hmm. My first time with no traffic to where I can have hot laps. The previous one, I didn't have any hot laps right on. So I'm like, let's, let's hit it. So I'm feeling good after about two laps, the tires feel good. So I start jamming it and I'm over driving the car. Okay. Um, I, I think I was a little too eager to meet my goals Mm -hmm. that I started ignoring a lot of these little things. Sure. So I was getting pretty sloppy about driving on edge, driving on the edge. Mm. Um, and, but I'm, I'm controlling the car. I'm kind of losing the rear a little bit, but I'm correcting it and I'm, and I'm going finally, I get into a bit of a groove. And I see on the on the uh, on the Garmin two oh seven fifty five. Nice. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like I I did it right. Mm-hmm. I'm my first session. I kind of beat my goal. I'm close to Jaime's time mm-hmm. in a different car, obviously. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this is cool. Um, In one of the turns, I've got a yellow Porsche behind me. And up to this point in uh, in that whole session, uh, through the bus stop, which is kind of the rear, more complicated section of the track, I'm leaving Porsches behind. Really? Right? Yeah. So I'm leaving them behind. They're they just can't drive their cars to to the same level. So when I get this yellow one behind me, I assumed it was another one of them. Okay. And but he felt a little quicker, but I was still staying in front of him. So I was like, I'm not going to let him pass. I'm going to try to battle him a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm in front and I'm hitting it in front of me. I get a white M3, E36 M3. Okay. Who then gives me the point by, mm-hmm. which I normally try not to pay attention to. I know that that's sort of wrong to say you should always pay attention to point buys, but by that, usually by the time I get a point by, I already know where and when I'm going to pass. Uh-huh. In this case, I kind of looked at the point by and just lost my thought. I think it might have been the heat. And this is kind of the theme for the day here. Okay. And so then I pass the E36 M3, but then look up into my mirror. And by the time I looked down, I had missed my braking point. Oh, shit. So I jam on the brakes. Yikes. And I'm, I can feel that I'm going to go off. Uh huh. I went off probably about like 10 to 15 miles an hour. I uh-huh. didn't miss my braking point by a lot. Okay. But the Porsche punked me. You know, like if 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 it wasn't for me paying attention to the Porsche, mm-hmm. I would have made it fine. Oh, I was pretty okay. consistent up to that point. But because I was paying a lot of attention to the yellow Porsche, I went off. So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. So I get black flagged. And so I come in. And when I came in. The lady that was kind of black flagging people gets on the walkie talkie and she says, uh, the session's over. Do you even want me to say anything to him? <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you're supposed to check my car. Yeah. Luckily, the guy on the walkie talkie was like, just give the car a look over. Make sure that there isn't anything sketchy going on. 
and then and then let him go. So she looks, checks the tires or whatever. Everything's fine. I mean, I didn't go off hard mm-hmm. um, and went out at the end of the session. So at this point, Jaime and I are pretty happy. He he met his goals. I'm, you know, doing pretty good for sort of my first hot lap outing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the check engine light comes on. on the car. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck, Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. And there is a lifter tick on these cars. Yes, I um, remember. You, and you've had that. I'm going to have that on at Adams Motorsport yes. Park. Oh, that's right. That's right. Button Willow is not like Adams, but I, when I came here today, I told you like how, how I feel tired still from kind of the physicality of Button Willow. Yes. It's very – it's an exhausting track. Mm-hmm especially on stock leather seats. Yes. Cause that I still have on my stupid car. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, that, uh, kind of sort of lost my train of thought there. What were we talking about? Uh, you were talking about, well, just being tired. The tit lifter tick. Oh, the lifter tick. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I'm down on oil a bit, or maybe the heat is really thinning, thinning out the oil, but my temps were okay. Um, so I've got a disc check engine light. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. What am I going to do? Did you have an OBD2 reader? I had an OBD2 reader. Okay. But worse than that, I'm getting like a, a, a more pronounced clunk than I'm used to at the rear of the car. Okay. And I'm like, the last time this happened was at auto club. And it was that a control arm, I had lost one of the nuts to the control arm. And it was being it held was being on held by pressure. By pure pressure and magic. Dude. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then so then I'm like, that's probably the case again. I don't have a replacement one. So I'm jacking the car up. I need mm-hmm. to inspect it first. I'm inspecting everything. Everything looks tight. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to send it. If I can figure out this check engine light thing, I'm going to send it. Mm-hmm. So I, I do the ODB2 reader, and it's telling me it's a camshaft position sensor. So I'm like, okay, it's just a sensor. Mm-kay. If I delete the code and the sensor's okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe I'll do all right. Uh huh. So I come down to my next session, um, and I go out on my outlap, and going into Cotton Corners – I put it in a fourth gear. I punch the gas and nothing. Oh, shit. Like I hear like revving a little bit, but it's like total limp mode, which these cars don't really have. Uh Uh-huh. But it just feels like it doesn't want to give me anything. Okay. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? So I put it back in neutral, Uh drop it again to third, Uh hit the gas again, and it sort of feels like it comes back. Okay. So I'm all right. So I do the rest of the session. And now it's feeling okay. I can't get under 208 mm-hmm. at all in this session. By this time, it feels like the weather's probably hit 100 degrees. Okay. Um, I'm feeling extremely hot. I'm, I've had like four bottles of water at this point. And, uh, but I'm sort of losing my concentration because of the heat. Sure. And for the most part, I think driving in general is subconscious. Um, once you memorize the track, a lot of things are just happening automatically. Yes. Cause you've sort of trained that way. Absolutely. And I rely on that a lot, but in one turn, I completely forgot what turn I was at. Okay. It's hard. It's hard to explain it to 
I mean, I'm sure you understand, but for listeners who don't aren't at the track, it's hard for them to fathom that you would forget where you're going. Mm-hmm. And it sort of reminded me of the Evo incident at Pikes Peak. Yes. Right. Where that was the reason that they used too. they 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 thought they were a different section. Oh, of the track. that's why I didn't yeah, know that. They thought they okay. were at a different turn. Uh-huh. So that's why they overshot that. And okay. that is exactly what happened to me. I was going way too fast. For the turn that I was preparing for, I usually break very hard there. Okay. But I forgot where I was at. Uh, just l- little laps of concentration. And again, I'm punching the, the brake and I go off. Oh, so shit. I get, I get black flagged again. But I went off at like, again, 10, 15 miles an hour, just barely rolling off. I just don't want to risk getting back on the track and hitting somebody. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I get black flagged. I, she comes, I come up to her and say, you again? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, head hanging. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you want to say like, oh, I'm pushing the car. That's why I'm here. But that right. was really just a lapse in concentration. OK. Um, So I'm like, yeah. And she says she checks over the car. She's like, OK, you're fine. You can head out. Uh, Just, you know, wait for my signal. So she gives me the signal. She lets me out. I'm like, cool. I'm back out on the track. So time to hit it. I'm, I'm really just trying to scrape off some time. And in in some turns, I'm scrubbing time, but then I'm losing it in others because I'm overdriving the car. Okay. So I'm like either losing the tail or just drifting a little too much here and there. Um, and the tires are screaming at me at every turn. Okay. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trying. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to drive very aggressively and then pull it back just enough. And I. I really used this opportunity at this point to start playing with the limits. I wanted to know where the limits of these tires were so I could get used to the being in that living in that world. Okay. Cause I don't have a lot of car control experience mm-hmm. and this came from me spinning out at auto club. I was like, okay, I n- probably need to be spend more time in this area of the tire mm-hmm. to get used to losing it, bringing it back and kind of feeling where I'm at. Right on. So, I'm overdriving the car, braking very late, and just trying to uh, pull back little by little. So I, I'm, I'm maintaining smooth laps uh, there, you know, one after the other. The problem was that when I'm overdriving the car like that, I'm really putting heat in the tires. Okay. So by the end of that session or close to the end of that session, like the tires are greasy really greasy and so, what are, were the temps for the day do you know what the highs were because this was a record-breaking weekend for like the north yeah Northwest. i mean i think at, uh, were you in the hundreds already or? Uh, i'm pretty sure it was in the hundreds when i got in my car um after session two the truck was reading 98 degrees shit yeah okay, okay. so if the truck is reading that temp it's probably somewhere in there mm-hmm. um and so i i can tell the tires aren't happy Mm-hmm. about what i'm doing mm-hmm. but i'm like it's only gonna get hotter yes so might as well try so going out of the s's um i'm working on the sunset corner that's the corner that i've been working on all day really to kind of hone in on my breaking point and accelerating fast because i want to have as much speed going into the long straight in the front um but on this particular turn, I had already gone off there once, but on this one, I maintained too much speed and lifted off just a bit 
and realized I was slowing myself down too much and then went back on it. Okay. And as soon as I went back on it, the rear said goodbye. And I'm like, I'm probably like 80 miles an hour. Uh I'm feeling the rear come around and I try to correct, but I didn't, I, what I needed to do was wind over like a turn and a half. Uh-huh. I just I just winded out what my hands gave me. Okay. And it wasn't enough. Oh, wow. So I go into a full drift. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. But luckily, uh, when you keep your line correct there yes. into the turn, uh-huh. um, you will dr- essentially drift onto the track. Okay. So I only ended up with one wheel off the track. Okay. <laughs> But because of this, I was like, fuck this. I'm not, I don't want to go to a black flag. Uh-huh. I already know what they're going to do. Yeah. They obviously don't care that much. Yeah. Almost every session had someone go off. Okay. Wow. And this might be a button willow thing, too, because mm-hmm. I've never gone off this much okay. on any other track. Mm-hmm. But at button willow, I went off three times with this last time being... A, a serious a, drift. A serious drift. Yes. Uh, you went toge style. Yeah, I went toge style. <laughs> yeah. So I just I immediately went off the track and back to the paddock and just parked the car. Um, the clunking got worse. Yikes. The check engine light didn't come back, but I did have that weird limp mode thing at the beginning. Yes. And the lifter tick is just like it's it's like someone's like drumming. Like <laughs> and that I'm bad. Like, oh, shit. Like, you know what? It's getting so hot. Yeah. The car has got some things going on with it. I think I'm just going to call it here. Mm. I met my goals for the day, which was to break 210, get sub 210. Um, at that point, I get hungry for more, obviously. Yes. Um, with the with my current time in the class that I would run with NASA, I would have placed fourth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. But you obviously want a podium. I'm three, like two and a half seconds off a third. Okay. Um. I mean, this is all theory, but I think getting the seats in would count for about a second. <laughs> uh huh. The I need a, I have about two hundred a- extra pounds than what the class allows for with power to weight ratio. Okay. So if I lose those two hundred pounds uh-huh. in the car and myself, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find the joke for that, but I I don't want to be insensitive. No, dude, jump <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, yeah. jump in. The hell no, uh-huh. we're, we're all old. Well, I couldn't find the joke. Oh, okay, I couldn't find okay. it either in my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, and and just a little more time at Bun Willow, mm-hmm. I think I could get that time. Okay. And the 207 that I did was very sloppy. Like I said, I was overdriving the car. And tires. Your tires and could change the tires. could Because of that, right? When you overdrive your car, you're really putting heat in those tires. And right. you're going to put them out of their optimal range. And these are the le- less optimal 200 treadwear tires, Oh, that's right? a good point. Yes, that's so a good point. Just most, changing a tire. Most of the people doing those times are running Hoosiers. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. yeah. Is that top of the line for that's a track That's really tire? top of the line. Okay. Yeah, like gluing yourself to the road okay, type of tire. Got it, yeah. Got it. So, okay. Those are probably good compared to my maxes. Those uh-huh. are probably good for another two seconds. Right. So theoretically, I'm kind of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even Hyman was like, dude, you're ready for TT. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying. He wants me to go. I mean, he's like the he, Hyman's the best in that he really finds a way to motivate you to yeah, kind of jump into things. Yeah, he does. Um, But he's like, yeah, dude, he said you should do the full weekend at Bunt Willow with NASA in October. 
jump into HPD4 and start doing TT. And I was thinking that I would kind of finish off this season and then next season start competing. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's what TT is. It's competing. Yeah, TT is competing time trials now. Like, oh, yeah, you're com- okay. You're competing for trophies uh, with your time with your lap times. And it's purely trophy is what you win, right? Yeah, but that's what I want. You know? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's all you. Well, no, actually, uh, if you get you, like hookups on parts, there, yeah, there are there are contingencies through Toyo or Maxis. I think Maxis for first place gives you two tires. Oh, okay. And then okay. second and third place get one or something like. Oh no, you get a full set for first. You get half a tire. And then, <laughs> and then you get two and second and one and third. Okay. okay. But if you, yeah, something like that. But anyway, you can get free stuff. Obviously, you got to rock stickers and whatnot, but. There are programs with NASA to get you free things. Oh, that's cool. But right it, I'm kind of like right now I'm shopping wheels because what obviously Hoosiers are extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's why not everybody runs them. And if I were to run them. How much are they? Just out of curiosity. I think they're like 300 a tire. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Maybe even more than that. Uh-huh. Um, so you're shopping wheels. So I'm shopping wheels so I can have a set of Hoosiers. Oh. And then so okay. I would run my Maxis. Uh-huh. And then uh, and then when I'm ready to put down a hot lap, switch to the Hoosiers and then put down a lap Ooh. and then be done with it. Titans. Yeah. Titan wheels forged nah, for all. Man. No, I'm looking for cheap stuff. You're not looking for lightest weight possible. I am. So lightest I did. I did find. So here's the issue I'm having. I did find these wheels. You don't recognize them. They're called D power and they sound like they're bad wheels. But I trust me, they're not D power LTW fives. OK. And a lot of track people run them. Okay. Uh, they're five-spoke uh, flow-formed wheels. Okay. Right. So they're not forged, but um, they're a very lightweight wheel. They're more like an Anki R- RPF-1. D-Power, what was it? D-Power LTW-5. LTW-5. And so there's a set on OfferUp, and they had them listed for 600 bucks. Okay. I was like, I'm going to offer him 450 see what he says. Okay. Cuz they're they're $300 a wheel. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I mean, this is a pretty good discount. Yes. So he's like, "Okay." I was like, "Oh crap." I'm like, "I can go get them today." Uh-huh. And he D-Force is what it's called actually. Oh, D-Force. D- yes, yeah, there you yes, go. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Uh-huh. D-Force. Uh-huh. So then uh I I uh <laughs> deep power. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sounds the same thing. Um, so then I, I'm like, where are you at? He's like, well, I'm in Hollywood. I can only, you can only come after two though. I'm like, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. LA. There's a thousand dollars in gas that I'm going to be spending just sitting in in the, on the freeway for Uh the next four hours. Fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Hell no. So I'm like, dude, nah, like I could probably do it this weekend on Sunday, Mm -hmm. but that was last Sunday and that was father's day. Oh, and I'm like, I can get out, you know, for like an hour or two. I'm I would be going to visit my dad anyway. But Gardena to Hollywood, that's probably like that's an hour and a half turnaround. Yeah, it's still, I, it's best. On, no, on the weekend it wouldn't be. No? Nah, not not that bad. Okay. No, okay. I, I okay. Would, it would probably be like 45 minutes. Okay. Okay. And he's like, "Oh, no, I can't cuz it's Father's Day." I'm like, "Dude, this guy can't sneak out for like 10 minutes just to make some money." Yes, right. But, you know, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to be respectful whatever. So I'm like, "Okay, I'll hit you up next weekend because I definitely can't make it during the week. I'm mm-hmm. not going to make that trip. So today I get up and I'm going to hit him up 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, fuck, no, man. I don't want to go all the way to Hollywood. <laughs> Even on a Sunday, man. Yeah, it's an sure. hour and a half. It's three hours Damn. there and back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, So I'm like, ah, after after driving six hours yesterday for Button Willow, right. I just don't feel like it. But it's $400 for what I, would normally be $1,200 wheels. Right. Would you go? Yeah. You would go to Hollywood. I mean, you're single. You don't have kids. You don't have anything tying you down. You're just sitting on your ass on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, you you have to check on your car. But other than that, for that deal, if these are the, really your wheels, I would. But, I mean. Now, let, let there's some other thoughts I'm having. Okay. He only posted two two wheels. He's selling four. But he only posted oh. pictures of two wheels. And when I asked him, he said, this is all I have, but they're all in good condition. Yeah, that sounds dicey. Yeah, and that's what my fear is. Yeah. Going all the way out there, out there, looking at the wheels, and then they're like, they're no go. Yeah. And I think with, you know, with the wheel that I was just planning to have on the street, there's not as much of a concern. So these would be your street wheel no, and your no, current no, wheels. No, no. Oh, these See, would be what you put the Hoosiers on. Before I wanted on. a street wheel, uh-huh. but if I'm if I'm trying to work out this Hoosier deal that I'm doing, uh-huh. right, I'm going to need an extra set of track wheels, right? which means I would need some strong, reputable wheels. Yes. So with all these things combined, I'm like, maybe I should just you know pay a little more. Get new or get something. Get new or at least something more recognized. Or something, pay a little more and get used forged wheels. Yeah, right. Versus right. versus flow formed. Yes. Although the apexes that I have now are flow formed and I've had no problems. Yeah. Uh, and the car is just going to get lighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, it's probably better for something like that, especially with how sticky Hoosiers are. Everything has to be strong. Yes. So yes. I'm, I'm probably leaning. I'm still thinking it. It could be that as soon as we're done here. I'll hit them up and go right. take a look, but mm-hmm. I'm just not feeling like going all the way to Hollywood. Yeah, for what are the equivalent of basically RPF ones? Yeah, although they're probably not common because your bolt pattern wasn't common prior to you know the Ty- oh, Civic Type yeah, R. Yeah, that's true. There's, right? there's only there's a few. It was a Euro spec uh, bolt pattern until the Type R came yeah, out. Pretty yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's and true. Now the Supers got it too. Yeah, but. so we'll see how that goes. Um, Definitely don't like the hot track days. I can see why NASA takes a break during this time. Yeah, man. Um, we have I have Urban Canvas, the Urban Fest event in August. Oh, okay. Depending, That's a, I haven't mm-hmm. signed up yet mm-hmm. because I want to make sure the car is in working order. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little nervous about the loud ticking, but it could just be that I needed to have an extra quart of oil in there. Sure. Um and kind of the violence of of butt willow led to that, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna swap out my camshaft sensor. I already have another one. Okay. Um, and then we'll see how it goes from there. Hopefully, I find whatever's causing the extra clunk in the back. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it might be that I'm buying a new diff. Oh shit! It could shit. be inside the diff. Uh huh. That's causing the clunking. Right. At least I hope. I hope it's not a, tra- a transmission play. I got to get under there and check. Yes. Um, and then maybe I might buy an exhaust by then, but mm. I'm kind of weighing that. I'm hoping that there's some 
Fourth of July sales that saved me a bit. I see. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. But that was how the Button Willow event went. I don't know that I'd do another event with Speed SF. Really? Yeah. Well, going back to the beginning of the story, what about all these supercar kids? Were they wild? Were they, you know, dumb? Were they what, what, uh, on the track? Well, like, like I, I don't know. I stopped paying attention to them okay. after a little while. But like I said, all the the Porsches that were there that I saw on the track, I was dusting. Okay. I mean, just leaving them behind. Mm-hmm. But the Ferrari that was there ran in a beginner group. Okay. So he was probably where he needed to be. Good. And the only other guys I saw there uh, in that same group, one of them had an S2000. Mm-hmm. He had a big off. He came out looking like someone coated his car in mud. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was completely coated. Yikes. Um, and then there was an Evo mm-hmm. that they said that they were having brake issues with. And it turns out that they were running like stock a stock brake setup with like basic EBC pads on a 500 horsepower engine. That's dumb. Extremely. Dude. That's so stupid. Extreme. Wow. We were all laughing like, man, that's a, you need to upgrade that. I would do brakes before getting to that power level. Absolutely. Personally. Absolutely. And if it, he's really going to track it. But most people don't think that way. Most people go to the power mods first. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a thousand power percent mods true. first, man. But I mean, and that might be okay for the street. I don't think so. Well, and in the street, it's even worse. Yeah, that's true. You know, like if you're really using all 500 on the street, then that's just as dumb as doing it on the track. Oh, for sure. Right. Man, but for sure. to do it on the track without brakes, yeah. like, golly, man, that's just Five, a little 500 horsepower, little Evo. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? And it was detuned. Oh, shit. Yeah. The guy, the, the conversation, Hyman had the conversation with him and he was like, yeah, I'm having issues with my brakes because of the power. Uh, you know, yeah, no and, shit. And, you know, we just detuned it for the track. Uh-huh. And, you know, we're all thinking it's stock. Uh-huh. And he tells Jaime, he's like, yeah. Jaime asked me, he's like, oh, how much power do you have? He's like, oh, 500. It's like, what the hell are you thinking, man? Yeah. And yeah. he's got, like, str- like street pads. They're not even, like, hybrid street, <laughs> you know, track uh-huh. pads. It's uh-huh. pure street pads. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, mm. but I know that the S2K guy that was there could he drove for sure, drove well. Okay. I felt bad for Jaime a little bit because of the slow people that were in his first session, but I think they were gone by the second se- Oh no, he was complaining about traffic too. Okay. Which is kind of the goal when going to these type of events. They're not as packed as the NASA events, yes. so you expect there to be less traffic, less traffic or no traffic. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it just I mean it seemed a little disorganized there was no gridding there the announcements were all over the place nice sometimes they would announce sometimes they wouldn't announce Mm. and it was like okay guys you know like you know get with it yeah so when it's when it's something like that you get nervous and i know some people might say i'll quit being a bitch or whatever but you know when you're doing high performance driving yeah you want to be able to trust the people that are out there with you the same golf yeah people can die oh hell yeah dude 100 percent, man 100 percent. people can die Mm. they can go off track and spin out three times (laughs) (laughs) which in some cases happens yeah in some cases happens but yeah no i'm definitely learning significant lessons um, I'm hoping that upcoming M school 
uh, at Thermal will help will help me with the car control stuff. Which will be interesting because it's it's the middle of the summer. I know. Oh, they ch- they also changed their start time to six a.m. Oh, yeah, really? for the same thing. Oh, but okay. we're in air conditioned cars. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking divas. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Air conditioned M cars, so it won't it, it won't it only be a problem when you're outside of the car. Okay. Yeah. And I took my my Raiden straw hat this time to the track. Oh, nice! Yeah, Very I was nice. not gonna nice. deal with the heat like so, that. So, so no more speed F- SF for you? Cause I don't think so. They're one of the few groups that goes to Laguna Seca. I remember that was one of my like bucket list. So that's that, my I was easy thinking, bucket list. I was thinking that too, but I yeah. know that uh, on grid or grid life speed, goes to, on grid goes there too. I think. On grid, and then there's also Speed Ventures. Oh, they do, which Laguna doesn't Seca. have the greatest reputation either. But I haven't done an event with them. They also do Laguna Seca. Ah, uh, so I think more people are getting into Laguna Seca. Okay. I should probably do Laguna before I do my exhaust. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Because they have the. Oh, I, they have the yeah. They, they have, have the, the exhaust rule. Li- yeah, the yes. sound limit. So, right. Unless you swap it for that track. Yeah, because the exhaust I'm getting is is getting rid of my cats. Right, and that's loud as fuck. That's yeah, gonna be pretty loud. So my thing too is is for as far as Laguna Seca is, I would actually sleep the night before there. I, I don't know about you. I'm not a 2 a.m. drive out, drive all day, come home the same how, day how type of dude. How far is that drive do you, from here? Well, it's it's uh it's Monterey, so it's practically it's like practically five Frisco. Hours? For us, you and I, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd I'd say five. And with given how intense a track day is, shit, I don't even know if I'd want to drive home after, personally. Yeah, it's uh, well. Traffic is what drags. That's definitely if true. If there wasn't traffic, yeah. I don't think I would have a problem. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, six hours. Six hours. Yeah, so I might, I might drive out and stay there. Yeah. Stay out there too. At least that. before yeah, or after, or, or before. if not both, right? Because I, I would have to leave at midnight. Yeah. Actually, I'd probably be fine leaving at midnight to make it there. But I would probably I would rather have a hotel the night after. Okay. And stay out there before uh-huh. driving back. Yeah. The next day. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Like it's it's a bit of a trip. Mm, yes. So that's where the logistical challenge comes into play for something that far. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. I mean, like if you're driving your car, it's probably easier. The towing thing is where it's like, like I wouldn't feel comfortable just leaving my car mm-hmm. outside in a parking lot. I would probably yeah. have to buy like a more upscale hotel that has its own okay like parking structure. Yes, but it probably doesn't really matter. Who wants a shit box anyway? <laughs> 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 it's an attractive one. It's got an M emblem on it. That's yeah, gotta be maybe. the emblem alone is worth yeah. like a hundred bucks. Oh, actually, that that, that brings up uh, something which I, I'm still confused by. So I'm driving back and I'm getting off of my exit, you know, going home mm-hmm. and I pull up to the light. I'm at a red light and this I, I'm pretty sure it was a Saturn. OK, pulls up next to me and it's this like nappy haired dude. OK, and he starts revving his car a Saturn at me. Right? A Saturn car. A Saturn car. Okay. And he's either got no muffler or he's got an exhaust on there. Sure. I couldn't tell. Yeah. But I'm in a truck towing my race car. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck does this dude expect me to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the light turns green and I start leaving and he starts hitting limiter. Like does like the weakest burnout uh, I've ever seen uh-huh. in my life. I mean, it's just a tire squeak. It's not even a burnout. Uh-huh. And and like takes off. And I'm like, in my life, I never thought I would see something like this. Uh-huh. I get it. Somewhat get it when I'm in the car on the street. Right. And Hondas have tried to call me out or I'm in the E92 and a Mustang's trying to call me out. Mm-hmm. I sort of get it. Yeah. But what mind does seeing a car, a race car and a tow truck elicit the need for you to do a burnout at a stoplight? Right. Right. Like what? Like, were you trying to get my attention? Yeah. Like, are you looking for me to say you're cool? Right. You know, what's the deal, dude? Like, yeah, that is weird. It's just something something was wrong with this guy. Like, That's weird. One, and, and you're in a Saturn. <laughs> yes. Know? On top of it all. You know, on top of I probably could have taken him towing the car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I was trying. Like, but I was so confused. Like, this is the first time I'm getting called out towing my car. Not driving. Well, I guess there's a first for everything. Uh, I guess so. We'll see how weird people get. But anyway, let's get into our last segment of the day, the Drow Report. And Randy, you have one for us this week. So I have actually several Drow Reports lined up for us. But we'll only do one today. Put in work. Yes. um, The Drow Report, as we've stated in the past, is the uh, fuck, marry, kill, but for cars, not you know, the opposite gender that you're sexually attracted to. Right. So or the it, same gender. Yeah. Or the same gender. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so with that said, um, that would be uh, rent. Yes. Own or derby. Yeah. One of three cars. You know, yes. you categorize each of those. So with that said, uh, the segment or the categories that we I chose this time around were call. I'm calling it the sheep in wolves clothing. OK. And what that is is these are rebadged cars from U.S. to Japan or vice versa. Okay. So the choices uh, on this list are 90s era, we could call them shit boxes because now okay. they are. Yeah, if you yeah. even find these on the road because you can't pretty much find them on the road. Okay. Um, the first one, did you know that in order to meet import standards or import like evenness between the U.S. and Japan, the Chevy Chevy Cavalier had to be sold as a Toyota Cavalier in Japan. Oh, really? Yes. So the first car is the Toyota Cavalier. Okay. Fully rebadged. But, or, it, but it looks the, the same. A thousand percent the same, just a Toyota emblem instead of a Chevy emblem. Okay. The second car, which was actually built domestically, um, the first gen... Mitsubishi Eclipse was built in the Midwest, I think Illinois, if not Indiana. Okay. But they also shared a line with Eagle. Okay. And Plymouth. Okay. So I'm put the Plymouth on there because the Plymouth is the most, the least loved brand. So we got a Plymouth Laser, okay. first gen Plymouth Laser, <laughs> and I'm not talking about the uh, turbo all-wheel drive one. I'm talking space. So okay. they're all the base, you know, 120 horsepower beasts. Okay. Um, so Plymouth Laser. And then the third one, I don't know if you knew that the Ford Probe had an Asian cousin. Did you know that? Ford? No. The Ford Probe had an Asian cousin. It was called the Mazda MX-6. 
also a coupe. But they sold the MX-6 here, too. They sold the MX-6 here. So this is a USDM vehicle. Oh, so those are the vehicle. same car. They are a 1,000% the same car. It's just a re, uh, re-bodied. Okay, okay. Um, the chassis and the engine are all the same. Okay. I don't know about the interior, actually. But I did have friends that owned one of each. Okay. So they felt like, you know, like car bros. Okay. Whatever. So okay. the draw report this week, and we're, I'm not talking power numbers, purely what you remember of these cars. Okay. The Mazda MX-6, Plymouth Laser first gen, and the Toyota Cavalier, which let's just say it's the Chevy Cavalier, but with a Toyota badge. Well, let me start with telling you that you gave me a very easy one this week. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. I'm signing up for three demolition derbies and taking each of those motherfuckers. <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay, I know that's not the game. Yes. That would be my easy way and my first choice. The cop out. The yeah. cop out. <laughs> yeah. But, uh-huh. oh, my God. Okay, so they're all, what, uh, compact sedan. Yeah, like I was going to say. Coops. So Actually, regardless of which one I, coops, yeah. w- regardless of which one I buy, yes. uh, I'm going to die at a demolition derby. Yes. Most likely. So yes. I'm going to just eliminate that option for now, right? I'm not uh, even going to okay. think about that Starting, one. You're not going to start with I'm not going to start with that. Because what are you least likely to – or you're going to be forcing yourself to own of the The Chevy three. Cavalier because – Toyota Cavalier. Well, the Toyota Cavalier <laughs> had aftermarket support in Japan. I don't know, it actually. Did. Oh, you did? You're it aware did. of it. It, it, okay. it had body kits. RJ Devera talks about this. Okay, okay. In, in a podcast that I heard uh-huh. that people would ask him to import body kits for the Chevy Cavalier here sure. because of the one overseas. Okay. That said, that car is hideous. That car is hideous. Both are three gens, I think. All of them. Right. Yes. But there were a lot of them at the time. There were. Yes. There were. Yes. So. I don't know that I could I couldn't own that. But the Ford Probe, uh-huh. I have seen out here look pretty nice. Okay. There was a f- there have been a few Ford Probes that I've seen in magazines that I was like, "You know what? I I wouldn't mind having a Ford Probe." Okay. Obviously the the issue with those cars is more so mechanical than mm. than the styling of it. Mm-hmm. Um so because of because of that and because of another reason with the MX-6, one of the guys that I knew in high school that ran a chop shop uh-huh. owned a Mazda MX-6. Okay. And okay. he had it. Uh-huh. He had it done pretty nice. Yeah. It was a total Fast and the Furious car. Oh, all looks. Yeah. I'll, I'll show no no, go. No, no. Well, that's, how, that's styling. Oh, he definitely had you. go. Yeah, like yeah, wing, he, wings yeah. west body yeah, kits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type he shit. definitely had styling. go, but it was very ninety style. The whole mm-hmm. it was an orange car. Okay. Yeah. So, but it was nice. Yeah. So I think based on that, I'd probably have more to play with. So I'd own the MX six. Got it. Now the laser. Hmm. Oh my god. Uh. Again, first gen, so nothing, not the cool second gen DSM, which I don't even think Plymouth had the good uh, Eclipse. Yeah, no. Copy. I think Plymouth was already yeah, done. Yeah, I that think point. based on what RJ said about, you know, the Toyota Cavalier having some support. Uh huh. Uh huh. Maybe I could ha- make it a fun car and be like unique, kind of how the Rio sure, was. Sure. In that case, we'll put it in the rent category. The laser. The no, the Cavalier. Oh, the Cavalier. Oh, okay. I think uh, surely f- 
for the destruction of the demolition derby uh-huh because i know i would die by yeah. taking a laser yeah but surely to destroy it the plymouth laser ah i think that's where okay. i land yeah okay. so mx6 first the cavalier second and the laser third so or the mx6 demolition. to own yes yeah. yes mx6 yes. to own rent uh, is the, the Cavalier Cavi? We used to call him the Cavi. Ca- wow, it even has a nickname. <laughs> I the- might have to own this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. The I had a Cavi. lot of friends that had it. Oh, really? It was the Civic of White America. Really? Well, or maybe in Detroit. I'll speak for Detroit only. Yes. Wow, here it was more Geo Metro than. Yeah, there's shit ton of Chevy Cavaliers. Wow, where I, grew up. I didn't know they did Tons. so well. Sunfires, Chevy Cavaliers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The uh, Ford before the Focus, it was the uh, Escorts. A lot of oh, Ford the escorts. escorts. Yeah. Yes, and then the Focus was like the next gen of that. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's how I'd rank them. Mm. De- demo Derby, definitely the laser. But if I'm being extremely honest, I'd probably take them all out and set them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I gave you kind of a air quotes shitty one again. Yeah, it's the it's the it's kind. Of, those are more fun when you have to pick the least shitty car. Yes. Sometimes. Yes, yeah, yes, not yes, the best yes, car. Yes. Yeah. But I think with that, that is our episode. How do you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe Subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send us any, any emails, info at 91octane.com. Randy, any last words? No shout-outs this week. Just thank you, listeners, for uh, giving us a listen. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, everybody, man. It's uh, And thank you for reaching out, too, in the DMs. I love talking to all of you guys. All right. Good night. Bye.